Hello, everybody, and welcome back to I Fucking Love This Movie, or, as I'm calling the show today, I fucking love these movies, because, yes, I am talking about two movies on episode nine. I am talking about Days and Confused and The Stoned Age. Um, I did a YouTube video about The Stoned Age a year or so ago, and I just got done watching The Stoned Age on Tubi. And if you want to catch The Stone Age on Tubi, please hurry, because it is leaving the platform very soon. And Tubi's an awesome streaming service, not a paid advertisement, love it service. Please check out Tubi streaming. Um, so I was thinking about that, and I was like, you know, that would make a good episode nine, talking about Days to Confused and The Stone Age, and how I love both movies, but somehow there used to be, or at least how I saw it, like a rivalry between the two. Just listen to the episode, and it'll make more sense. Um, got three announcements. One, no theme song on this episode. Yeah, joy to the world. Um, I'm not really satisfied with the theme music I've been putting on my podcast, and I'm trying to work up one that I will deem has more permanent. The other ones I've just kind of, I felt been temporary, just kind of, yeah, I just threw it together, and I don't like that. So, no theme music. Number two, please listen to the entire episode because in this episode, I will reveal one of the movies I am talking about on episode 10. So stay tuned. And last but certainly not least, my little brother Keegan got married last weekend in a beautiful ceremony in Columbus to his longtime girlfriend, Megan. Uh, congratulations, you two. I love both of you. Hope you both are having a wonderful honeymoon. And thank you for letting me be a part of your special day. I had fun. It was so awesome to see family, be around family, see family I haven't seen in the longest time be around friends, you know, just, it was a wonderful two days and I needed that. And I love each and every one of you. So congrats, Megan and Keegan. And that's it for this intro. Let's get to the episode nine. Daisy confused the stone age. I fucking love these movies. Once a decade ends, it won't be relevant or cool again for another 20 years. Case in point right now, the nineties are back. I'm not complaining. And Kind of oddly enough, the 2000s are kind of coming back. But the first time I made this observation was in the early 90s. You know, it was 90, 91, 92. The 80s were over with. Everybody wanted to be rid of the 80s, which I think is kind of odd because, you know, whatever fad that was going on last decade, you enjoyed it. Whatever you were wearing, you loved wearing it. You enjoyed wearing it. Whatever you were listening to, you loved listening to it. Whatever slang term you were saying, you enjoyed saying it. So, like, why is this there? Like, oh, God, just I can't believe that. You know, I mean, we all have it. It's human nature. I just never got that. I mean, I do it myself. So, so it's the early 90s. We wanted to be rid of the 80s. And for me, this onslaught of 70s shit just comes in. There was a fetish for the 70s again. You know, VH1, which was just VH1 at that point, was showing the Partridge family, and they were having, like, 70s music video half-hour blocks. Um, I remember infomercials being shown of, like, music compilations of, like, R&B, soft rock, disco, hits of the 70s, which is kind of scary because i remember watching these infomercials and seeing these like older people sitting out like well those were the days and it was pointed out to me that 
those people and those commercials are not much older than I am. I'm 35. So they were probably in their 30s or they were probably in their 40s. I'm not that far away from it. So those of you that are my age, maybe a little bit older, we're definitely in the infomercial demographic, ladies and gentlemen. But what initially got me to track down the Stoned Age was there's a guy on my Instagram. His name is Media Crypt. He sells t-shirts, awesome t-shirts with like old VHS company logos on them. Highly recommend checking him out. I have yet to buy anything from him. Sorry. I will. Um, he did the Stoned Age run and he was talking about the movie. He had the movie on Laserdisc and whatnot. And I was like, you know, I think I've seen this movie. And, you know, let's rewind back. I think of like the most random shit. I've seen so many movies. I think of like random scenes that they just pop in my head. Sometimes I know what movie they're from. And sometimes I don't know what movie they're from. And this scene popped in my head where this kid goes to his friend's house, asks if his friend can come out and his friend's bitching because he wants to watch <sighs> Dukes of Hazard. I think it was, but I'm like, there is no way a movie that I know referenced that show. And I was like, I'm crazy or whatever. I should have Googled it, but I didn't. So I ended up getting a copy of the stoned age and sure enough, Tack goes to his friend, I think it's Snot Rags, um, Doran's like, hey, you know, I got chicks and I got talls, man, let's go. And he's like, I can't, I don't want to watch Dukes of Hazards. I was like, that movie did fucking exist. But for the longest time, I was on that bandwagon where I thought the Stoned Age was a ripoff of Dazed and Confused. And that could be further from the truth. Because Dazed and Confused was not a big box office success. It bombed at the box office. And I don't know if the Stone Age even had a life at the box office. Cause you know, it was made by a smaller movie company. Um, and generally if you're not a hit the box office, you're not going to get kind of copycats, if you will. I just think it's cool. I just think it was a coincidental thing where it was just like, Oh, our movie set in the seventies too. And it's going to be made and released sometime after this big deal, whatever. Um, and you kind of get that while watching it because Dazed and Confused is a very nostalgic look at adolescence in the 70s. It's very realistic. You know what I mean? It joins the ranks with American Graffiti, what they did for the 60s, and then Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and what that did to the 80s. And, you know, American Graffiti, Dazed and Confused, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High, they all exist in this universe, this cinematic universe that we don't have a name for. But we all know that they fit in the same realm. You know, it was very relatable. We all knew people like Wooderson. We all knew that guy that didn't, you know, was like 28 years old and still hung around a bunch of high schooler kids. Creepy as fuck. But we all knew those people and who graduated when we were like three years old. You know, we all knew the super cool, super awesome football player that hung out with like anybody. And we all knew Randall Pink Floyd. You know, just very relatable, you know, because we've all been teenagers. You know, we've all been dealt shit, you know, throughout high school, especially our freshman and senior years. You know, we all had crazy nights that lasted all night, you know. That's just, like, it's very relatable. The Stone Age, however, is the exact opposite of that. 
it's a stoner buddy comedy that's just goofy. Like, I can't really... Like, I mean, they piss an ice race for Christ's sake. And, like, the one shot that really killed me the last time I seen this film was they zoomed in when the dad of one of the girls they go party with come home and they, like, zoom in on, like, the uh, urine ice cubes, piss ice cubes. I was trying to find a clever name for it. And it's all yellow and shit. And then he yaks the schnapps and fucking... It's just a goofy-ass movie. It's a funny movie. And it, there is one aspect of the Stone Age that I do relate to. Because, you know, the two dude, the two mains, they fucking love Blue Oyster Cult. Now, being a guy who loves mu- music, being a musician, you know, I got friends that, like, we both love this one band. So... That was very relatable to me, and I noticed that the last time I watched it. Other than that, it's just it's goofy, and that I got all my you know beer drinking friends. You know, we all hang out, and granted, we unfortunately don't drink Ox Forty Five Tolls because they don't exist. So, essentially, like I said, they're two different movies. I mean, but they have both great qualities, like I just got done saying. And the comparisons is so unfair. But then again, if, like I said, you're the outside looking in, you're just going to assume it was a ripoff. And it's just funny to think that, and I say this earlier, Days and Confused was not a success. And it, that weirds people out when I tell them that too. They're just like, it wasn't a success. It was not. Like it tanked at the box office. Here's what happened. We'll use Days and Confused as an example. Okay, a movie like Days Like a Views got released to Universal. You know, one of the major studios. And I, it may have been a Regency Pictures. I don't, I'm not too sure. I wasn't there, unfortunately. I would have loved to see that movie during its um, original theatrical run. But I was seven, six, seven, maybe. I think it was like 93, 94. Um, so it got released, bombed at the box office. Generally, when a major studio releases a movie and it bombs at the box office, it gets put on home video for purchase or rent. It has, it goes turns right home video and has a life of its own goes left too i don't know if this analogy makes any sense just bear with me it goes on cable probably had a small pay-per-view window and then it had a very small window on like the pay movie networks like hbo showtime cinemax and then it got unleashed on the cable like you know usa tnt tbs you know that's where i first saw it i want to say i seen it on usa maybe and the stone age kind of has the same thing i'll try to use a better analogy um went on home video and you know ran or buy you know you know was given new life through that and then cable probably had a very limited on pay-per-view um Limited, when I say limited, I they probably only had like one pay-per-view channel showing it. Because I remember if it was a big movie, it was like five to ten channels. And if it was small, it probably had one and it was you had to catch it when it was actually on. So you had to order it through your remote. It was kind of like buying a movie off like a streaming service back in the day. But it was through your cable network. For those of us that were not there, I have to explain that too. And that's cool. That's what this podcast is all about is nostalgia. Uh, from this pay-per-view... I can't see a movie like that lasting too long on pay-per-view. I could be wrong. I could be wrong about any of this. Um, probably went on the movie networks for a minute and then went on cable. And that's how I both seen these. That's how I seen both films. 
so and that's the thing too that people don't realize especially movies like back in the day like you know just because it wasn't a big box office success doesn't mean it sucked you know that just means i don't know it just wasn't its time but it found new life on home video and cable and that's you know Days and Confused is a prime example of that. Stone Age is a prime example of that. Um, the one thing I will say, besides the fact that they're both in the 70s that makes them similar, is they have some of the um, same songs. They play some of the same songs on the movies and on the soundtrack. Let me pull the soundtrack up for the Stone Age. I'll be able to tell you what songs were played in... Um, both films. I just, I remember. I know that much. Pulling it up. Thank you, high speed internet. Remember dial up? Kids today don't know about like getting dial up and you being hot shit. Like it's just, it's, it's a, uh, it's a privilege now. Actually, it's a right now. It's not a privilege. Paranoid. That was played in Days and Confused. I loved how they played. Hocus Pocus by Focus. I fucking love that song. And if you have never heard it and never seen Baby Driver, fucking Google that shit. Mm. Highway Star, that was another one played in Days and Confused. I'm still here. Slow Ride. I had to like look it up. I have not seen the Stone Age you know, many times I have to kind of give myself a fresh course. I'll get there because I do love the movie. And that's another thing I love about these two movies. Like the soundtracks are timeless. You know, I just got done, you know, naming off songs off the Stone Age soundtrack, like Hocus Pocus by Focus. I fucking love that song. And if you've never heard that song, just fucking stop listening to this and check it out. I love the Blue Oyster Cult. Like, I feel like every great band deserves, like, a movie that references them, that they're centered around. You know, Detroit Rock City, which is oddly enough a 70s movie. I wholeheartedly believe that the Stone Age had not came out and existed, we would not have a Detroit Rock City. We would have it, but it would not be awesome like it is. Excuse me. Burped. Rock Candy. They fucking played Rock Candy. Um... Funny, I love I love Montrose. Um, funny story. A lot of guys like 20, 30, 40 years older than me who are really into classic rock love talking to me because they're like, oh, he likes Rush. Oh, he likes Led Zeppelin. He's a Kiss fan. Let's talk to this guy. I have this one guy that works on the off shift came up to me. He's like, hey, man, you're on this classic rock, man. You got to check this band out. You'll like them. Sammy Hagar was in them. They're called Montrose. I was like, bro, I got that first record. He's like, no shit. I'm like, no shit, dude. Like... You know, that was one of the first records I'd really heard that somebody, like an, an American band, really kind of tried to hone in on that whole Zeppelin sound. And Ted Templeton, man, fucking nailed it with those guys. And fun fact, Ted Templeton ended up producing, I think, the first four or five Van Halen records. And he produced the Montrose record, which had Sammy Hagar in it. And if you know your music history, ladies and gentlemen, Sammy Hagar joined Van Halen, I want to say 12, 11, 12 years after the first Montrose record, if it was made in 74. So yeah. Small world, ain't it? Um, enough about the Stone Age soundtrack. It's got a pretty good soundtrack. Even, But that was the thing, too, that 
you know, music licensing is, is kind of scarce. I don't know how it was, how it is now, but back then it seemed like it was scarce. Because if you sit down and really think about it, and you think about how many times you heard a certain song in a movie, it's because why? I mean, you know, you have a budget, you have to kind of make do with said budget. You know, you got to pay for it, make sure everybody gets paid and all this, and everything's taken care of. I think music licensing, unless it's like crucial, is probably one of the last things that kind of gets considered. And music licensing is not cheap at all. I looked it up. I think it's like anywhere between 5000 to half a million dollars. I know Thunderstruck costs like a half a million dollars to license in a movie. I read an article about that. And I'm assuming that the songs on here were relatively priced to be, you know, obviously be featured in the movie. Same with Daisy Confused. So, like, right there, like, you know, you had to make do with what you got. And it's just like, oh, well, you know, we're going to get paired for using some of the same songs. Big fucking deal. Still, they're still great movies. And then with the Daisy Confused soundtrack, let's get some love to the Daisy Confused soundtrack. Um, I Had it not been for that movie and the soundtrack, I would have never been introduced to black oak arkansas i fucking love black oak arkansas they're just an awesome band um and had i not got introduced to black oak arkansas i would have never been introduced to tommy aldridge just one of the greatest drummers of all time for those of you that don't know about tommy aldridge drummer started out in black oak arkansas highly influential had some trouble with the black oak arkansas boys played with pat travers for a little bit and the shit he does with pat travers is just fucking outstanding check out the live album that pat travers released with him i i don't know the name of name of it off the top of my head but it's just pretty incredible from pat travers he went to ozzy he went like he was in the iconic lineup of ozzy you know we're talking ozzy osborne we're talking randy rhodes we're talking about the legendary rudy sarzo and then you have fucking tommy aldrich you have four legends in one fucking band how insane and he was with ozzy for a couple of uh, years and then he ended up in a little band called white snake which i still think he's with today that'd be the only reason i go see white snake ladies and gentlemen i'm not a huge white snake fan i'm sorry if i disappointed any of you but teach his own but killer soundtracks um i will say one weird thing about the dazed and confused soundtrack is the movie set in 76 why are we playing a 1988, 89 remix of Rock and Roll Night? But then again, it's back to the music publishing thing. That one was probably a cheaper option than the actual 74 um, original mix. And th I've listened to commentaries and read articles. A lot of like iconic people in the music industry are doing that. They're going back and re-recording re -recording some of their like you know most popular songs, offering them cheaper for licensing rights you know and they don't got to split the publishing three four five ways so you know that's always a case too and i with the rock and roll night i want to say yeah the that was probably a cheaper option than the 74 so i do i love i learned to love the stone age i love Daisy confused um for those of you that and there used to be a rivalry. I don't know if there is anymore. I would hope that, you know, with the internet being kind of, I shouldn't even say that. I mean, the internet's so divided, but like, we'll talk about film fans. I hope, you know, there's an open forum with film fans. I belong to a lot of groups where there is, there's discussions, there's no arguments, there's discussions. I hope that kind of, 
people don't see it as a dazed and confused ripoff anymore. I don't really think there is. I could have overhyped it, and if I did, I do apologize. But if you've never checked out The Stoned Age, I highly recommend it. It's a great film, just a goofy comedy, and we could all use a goofy comedy in our lives. You know? I'm just assuming everybody's seen Dazed and Confused, but if you have not seen Dazed and Confused, please check that out. And if you're a fan of the Stone Age and don't like Dazed and Confused, that's cool too, man. I ain't gonna sway you, bro. I think my next podcast, I'm gonna reevaluate the Evil Dead remake. <sighs> yes. Shocking, isn't it? Um, I've actually got some pretty pretty good things to say about it so stay tuned for that i'm hoping that to mash it with something else i don't know yet i think i'll do it for episode nine stoned age daisy confused i fucking love these movies thank you for tuning in means a lot and until next time everybody see you